Sometimes I wonder to myself how it came about that I have become so drawn to Jesus when I can't see Him and I can't hear His voice. How is that possible? How is it that He can feel so far away and near at the same time? How do you adequately explain that to someone? I know there are all kinds of reasons why I believe in God, but believing in God and knowing the person of Jesus, goes beyond the mere faith aspect. It's personal, it touches my heart like nothing else can, it makes me marvel at what He can do within me and in spite of myself. I find that I cherish His words, I am drawn to the Scriptures and He communicates to me of our Father and Himself and the Holy Spirit. Words on paper seldom have that effect on me, but His words continually do. And the emotions that well up at times, the knowing of His existence, of His presence, that He understands us better, far better, than we understand ourselves and the love that God has for us, His creation, expressed by Jesus' obedience to the Father's will, towards a horrible death, so that we could have eternal life because of what He has done for us. And of course, the glory of His resurrection, His visitations to His disciples over forty days and His ascension back to heaven. Jesus, the Son of God, came to us, in the flesh, as one of us. When Jesus asked Peter if he loved him three times, that love that Jesus spoke of is deeply personal, it speaks of the heart, that which mysteriously dwells within all of us that believe, that oftentimes transcends what words can adequately convey. Peter had come to love Jesus, all of the apostles loved him, excluding Judas, and the apostle Paul also loved his Lord and Savior. Yet, after Jesus returned to the Father, they were in the same situation that we are currently in. They couldn't see him anymore, they couldn't hear his voice speaking directly to them anymore. But, as Jesus promised, we were given the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us to being in His presence and to help us in our daily walk towards our hope, where at last we will leave these bodies behind and be given new bodies that no longer are subject to sin. Jesus is the firstborn, we will follow, on that great day when death for us who believe, is finally and forever conquered. When you stop to think about this reality that awaits us, it's really mind-boggling yet that is exactly why Jesus came, to make it possible, to give us life eternal. And this earth that we live on, this life that we have been given, is merely the precursor to bringing about God's ultimate intent. This lonely little planet, marvelously maintained against unbelievable odds, in this universe that God created, so that we, His creation, could be with our Creator. Remember also that Jesus told us that He is with us always, even until the very end of this age. Not here but still here, not seen but experienced, not heard but heard. And our hearts are drawn to Him, in worship, in adoration and in gratitude. And God's Holy Spirit is the means by which we commune with Him, and so frequently, as I have found, it is God's Holy Spirit that initiates this communion. Sometimes when reading God's Word, sometimes when praying, sometimes when singing His praises in church and sometimes when I'm alone, just with Him. Those times are gifts, drawing us closer to the reality that awaits us. I've written or published a fair amount about the various reasons why common sense should show us that God exists. And the reasoning is all there, the creation of our universe from supposedly nothing, where all time, space, energy and matter came into being. The extreme uniqueness of our little planet and the unbelievable cosmic constants that permit life to exist. Then there's the utter complexity of the simple cell and the unraveling of DNA processes, not to mention the unbelievable intelligent coding within. But these are all pointers, that shed light on the reality of the Creator, that should make us look for His revelation, if it exists. And of course, that's where the Old and New Testaments come into play in Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah unfolds before us. That's real history, real eyewitness accounts, real feet on the ground reality. And then, there are the truths that Jesus spoke, the realities that Jesus made us aware of and the revelation of His love, grace and forgiveness that is available, if we but acknowledge who He is and what He has done for us. 
There are many witnesses that point to the reality of God but there is no witness that surpasses the wonder of Jesus. That's where God becomes personal, intimate, one-on-one. That is where the heart of man is drawn and that is where our hearts and minds can be changed. It happens, all the time, all over the world, even today. Jesus is God's ultimate witness, Jesus is God's ultimate revelation and Jesus is God's ultimate victory. Never experience this reality that is available? You might want to seriously consider taking what Jesus said to heart. John 14 6 NIV Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Revelation 3:20 NIV Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they with me. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.